Hello everyone, welcome to episode 16 of Applied Faith. My name is Olajide Olubade. Applied Faith is a weekly podcast where we explore the practical implications of our faith as Christians on our everyday experiences as human beings. In other words, this is where the rubber of our believing meets the road of everyday living. This week, we'll be exploring the topic, Room for More. Room for More. In 1 Kings chapter 4, verse 29, we read that God gives Solomon wisdom and understanding, exceeding much and largeness of heart, even as the sand that is on the seashore. Our focus will be on the last part of what God gives Solomon, largeness of heart. What exactly does this mean? Let us see how other translations put it. In the Amplified Version, it says, God gave Solomon exceptional wisdom and very great discernment and breath of mind, like the sand of the seashore. Breath of mind. The Message Bible says, God gave Solomon wisdom, the deepest of understanding, and the largest of hearts, there was nothing beyond him, nothing he couldn't handle. So we can say that in addition to God giving Solomon wisdom and understanding to know what has been and what is, he also gave him the largeness of heart to comprehend and contain what could be, what could be which is what some Christians lack today, and it has always been like that through the ages. As human beings, we like to stick with what we are familiar with, and we are naturally afraid or skeptical of what is new or what is unknown, what we haven't been used to. Let us consider an example of this in the Bible. In Acts chapter 10, when God was about to open the door of the gospel fully to the Gentiles, we saw that he took Peter through some kind of paradigm shifting when he had to reorient him on certain beliefs that he had always held. So Peter was praying on the rooftop and he fell into a trance and God showed him all manner of animals that according to Jewish customs, he wasn't supposed to even eat them or have anything to do with them because they were considered unclean. But after some resistance, God told him to kill and eat and not to call anything he had cleansed as unclean. This was to prepare Peter ahead of the call he was going to give him to the Gentiles to minister and preach the gospel unto them. In some way, we can say God was giving him largeness of heart to accommodate what could be, what he was about doing with the Gentiles. So we see the essence of a paradigm shift and a reorientation that Peter had to go through. So how does this apply to us today? A good number of Christians today are missing out on what God is doing in their day because they are stuck in things that they are used to. They cannot see beyond. They cannot undo things that are presently going on simply because it does not fit into the orientation that they grew up with or had always known. It does not fit into that box that they have conditioned themselves or they have been conditioned to think within. 
For instance, for some people, once they see something happening in the Christian circle, and it is evident that this is a move of God, this is something God is doing, but they cannot reconcile it with what they had always known in terms of what their church had always preached, or some doctrines they have always held, or some creed or dogma they had filled their minds with. Once they cannot reconcile what's happening with that, they simply discard it as not biblical or non-scriptural or not from God. And they miss out on a lot that God could achieve with them. Just imagine if Peter had remained adamant that he wasn't going to yield to God's dealing with him with regards to not calling common or unclean what he had sanctified. Just imagine if Peter had remained adamant and he didn't go to Cornelius' house. Just imagine what Peter would have missed out on. The opportunity to be a pace setter in what God was doing in bringing the gospel to the Gentiles. He would have missed out on it, but one way or the other, God would still have gotten his job done through someone else. Even a chapter before that particular chapter, I think at chapter 9, God had just seen to the conversion of Saul of Tarsus and he had pinpointed and, and picked him as a vessel to bear his name before the Gentiles. So God's purpose will still always be fulfilled, but we are going to miss out on what God is trying to do. If we don't key in into what he's doing in the moment and we let what we are used to prevent us from entering into what God is doing in the moment, may God help us in Jesus' name. We need to pray for largeness of heart to have room for more, to be able to contain and comprehend what God is doing, what could be, what God can achieve with us and not be stuck in the past or even the present. And we have to enter into what God is doing in the future. We need the largeness of art to be able to bring the vision of God to be. Doctrines are good. They help us to become grounded in our convictions. But we must let the Spirit of God lead us. As long as the leading is not contradictory to what is in the Bible, which of course can never be because the Spirit of God is one. So we must be anchored to the Bible, to the Word of God, but we must allow the Spirit of God to move. We must not stifle the Spirit of God all because we cannot comprehend what is happening. And as a matter of fact, we can never comprehend everything there is to know in this world. We cannot. The fact that we don't understand something God is doing does not mean it is not God. Because we do not know all of God. As long as it does not contradict any biblical principle, God has not changed. It may just be that we did not know that part of God before and it is being revealed to us now. Our comprehension of God is limited as the Bible helps us to understand that we know in part. And down through the ages, God has always revealed himself progressively to generations. Even as we see in the call of Moses, where he said he had revealed himself to Abraham and Isaac and Jacob, but by his name Jehovah, it was not known to them. So it was a progressive revelation. If Moses had simply rejected that, no, this can't be God because it does not align with what we had always known, he would have missed out on the new revelation of God that was being brought to him. So he needed a largeness of art. And for all you know, the revelation of God to a particular generation might be different to the revelation of God to another generation. 
And this may just be because that is what each generation required at the moment. So, the fact that God does not align with something we had always known does not mean it cannot be God in the present. We need a largeness of heart. There needs to be room for more in our heart for us to enter into what God is doing in the moment. We must not camp when God has moved. And the undoing of many groups of people is that they take a word that was a personal revelation to a particular person at a point in time and then they build a doctrine around it and then command a lot of other people to follow it and anyone that does outside of it is considered as going against the will of God, which is not supposed to be. And it might even be true at that point when God gave a revelation to a group of people but does not apply outside that context. So you cannot command people to continually follow it when that context no longer subsists. So we need largeness of heart, the room for more, not to miss out on what God is doing in our day and in our time. May God help us in Jesus' name. God is beyond our reason. God may act according to reason, but he is not obliged to always act according to reason. We cannot tell him to get back into the box that we have built for him in our mind if he decides to act outside that box. No, God is God and God is the Lord. We cannot call him Lord and still tell him no at the same time like Peter was trying to do, saying, no, Lord, I have never eaten of this all my life so we must always let god be the lord of our lives and the bible must have the final authority we must subject ourselves as we have explored in previous podcasts that the bible should be our framework for living not the opinion of men not the traditions of men so when we have a relationship with god the holy spirit himself we guide and lead us when we need to hold a different perspective than what we have always been used to. Simply because God is preparing us for something more, something better, something bigger. So we cannot put new wine in old wineskins. So God must enlarge our hearts so that we can be able to run in the way of his commandments. I pray God will give you the grace to have your heart enlarged in Jesus' name so that there will be room for more in Jesus' name. So my challenge to you as you go into the new week is to learn to walk closely with God so that you can recognize old patterns that you have always adhered to and you are not letting the Holy Spirit move in your life. You are not letting the Holy Spirit accomplish the new things he wants to accomplish through you. Don't forget, God will always get his work done, but you'll be missing out on it. So, and you don't want that. Tell God like Mary, even if you don't understand how these things will be, tell God, let it be unto me according to your word. Always have that kind of mindset. Have that mindset for more. The room for more should always exist in your mind. Do not be fixed. Do not be set in your mind, in your orientation. Pray for that largeness of heart from God so that you can always have room for more and you can always move when God moves. May God help you in Jesus' name even as you follow Him. Thank you very much for listening. I believe you have been blessed. You can drop me your comments on my WhatsApp number plus 234 
plus two three four eight one zero zero seven nine one nine three nine. I pray you have a wonderful week as you work closely with God this new week. God bless you. Keep applying your faith.